I guess we probably shouldn't do a long rambling intro. We should do just the the professional one, considering we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, I guess so. But let's do a big long rambling one anyway. What's up? <laughs> what's NXT Universe? <laughs> what's up, NXT Universe? Yeah, what's up? What's NXT Universe? We can't say NXT Universe. We can't. Cease and desist. Not allowed. We don't own that. The the What's NXT Universe is decidedly not the WWE Universe. It is absolutely not. And it's not the NXT Universe either. Because it's like two guys. So To be fair, there's very little overlap. <laughs> there is very little overlap. As I know for a fact, hanging out with one of the two guys pretty frequently that listens to us. He's an AEW guy, so like, <laughs> I don't even know. I think he like reads Bleacher Report and then like watches some of the matches. We're talking about a uh, friend of the show, Name Redacted. Yeah, Leap Name. I thought that he was still signed up to the network so that no, he could watch. No, he did the trial so that he could, uh, so he could watch WrestleMania Live without uh, all the issues that come with illegally watching WrestleMania Live. So, you know. Fascinating. To get back on track. What's up? What's NXT Universe? That's right. It's so good, isn't it? <laughs> now that it we say actually, it, it does, it sounds it does actually work pretty good. Yeah. Now I know why they want to say it all the time on the show. Yeah. This is obviously what's NXT. Listen, you didn't stumble into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this podcast, you know what it is. You've listened to it for years because there's no way that our numbers are ever going to go up. This is the original unofficial nxt podcast that's right i bet those other guys didn't even get threatened by the wwe yet i'm the original unofficial tristan marsh and i'm the original lays alec basio come at me lays i don't give a shit i drink i eat butts so then why are you the original lays so that they could sue me too (laughs) (laughs) i'm ready for a fight i'm a fight i'm a fighter this is not gonna be just your average, you know, lawsuit. This is going to be a street fight. This is going to be a no-holds-barred, I don't know what they call the Champa Gargano match. It's going to be that. Me versus Lays. <laughs> it was something stupid. It was like the matter at heart match or something. Wow, did they really? There was some stupid name. Oh, no. I don't like that at all. There was some kind of stupid... They're They're both have their stupid heart nickname yeah for the listeners at home it was the one final beat it's the black rebel heart is champa black heart a good nickname and gargano the rebel heart which is a bad nickname yes it's already a thing to be a black heart yeah the only time that anybody ever talks about something being a rebel heart is when your weird, like, lost cause confederate flag on your truck guy. Or, I mean, could be like a Star Wars. Just as bad. 
like a Star Wars guy. <laughs> just a fucking horrible. Yeah. Just lost like half of our listener base. <laughs> just a Star Wars guy. There's a big overlap wrestling at Star Wars. I didn't realize that, but I guess it's. I guess it makes sense. Gargano is a horrible Star Wars idiot. Yeah, yeah. He's like a he's like a Luke Skywalker in the first movie. <laughs> Isn't he like dumb in the first movie? He is, right? I've seen him a couple yeah. of times. I know. He's, he's like dumb. a dorky kid. Yeah, he's dumb. It's really interesting. Sorry, this this is already derailing, but no, this is part of it. There's not going to be a lot to talk about because I don't know if people realize this, but coronavirus is on. And guess what? We got a recap episode last week, and we got a takeover. I'm putting the quotes on it this week, so it's not a lot to talk about. Don't worry about it. Because I used to think of myself as like, oh yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. I like Star Wars. I like I I read some of the uh, expanded universe stuff. Yeah, when I, I read was like, some of the comics when I was in like nine year old. Yes, but that's like yeah. Okay, go on. I like the video games. Most of the video, the video games, games, at are least, pretty good. Yeah, super super Star Wars four, really good. Uh, oh, Super Super uh, Empire Strikes Back super, is like yeah. maybe one of the best games ever made. They're all really good. They're the, the Super games are really good on the Super Nintendo. Um, and then, like, my friends and I would, like, rewatch them, not really once a year, but, like, every once in a while, we'd yeah. be like, oh, hey, let's, let's, let's rewatch those. Those are fun. Yeah. Um, the movies and the culture around the movies have gotten so bad that I'm like, oh, me? I hate Star Wars. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate Star Wars. I, I could probably still watch them even now, even though I don't think that they hold up as much as people say. But I hate Star Wars guys. Like, I hate Star Wars guys. I'm sorry, all the Star Wars guys listening, and I know there are. I know you're all Star Wars guys, but whatever, it's fine. I feel like if somebody put on A New Hope or you know any any of the original trilogy, I would go, "Oh, I'll watch this." Yeah, but at least twice, one of my friends has been like, "Hey, why don't we rewatch the original trilogy?" And I'm like, "Nah." No, okay. <laughs> all three of them, forget it. Oh, my God. And I'm going to make time to do it? Mm -mm. It's funny yeah, because no, I, I might watch Indiana Jones again, right? Like, that's, that's a movie that gets compared to, but I won't watch that again. But I don't even think I would, really. You know, I don't know. You know what I think actually saved the original three Indiana Jones? It's they did the fourth one, and it was so bad. Oh, that yeah. They, they aren't going to revisit it. Whereas Star Wars, they did the prequels and it was like, well, people kind of liked it, but kind of didn't like it, but it still made a bunch of money. So let's keep going. Yeah. And, and even then they, they took like 10 years in between. And by the end of the 10 years, the people that grew up with it were the ones that would buy the new movie and like it. Because when you, if you were like five, when you saw Attack of the Clones, you probably think that's a good movie. And I think that's what happens now. It's all just internet jokes about those movies, right? Like, that's like the whole reason why people watch those movies now is to understand these jokes. Isn't that what it is? I don't know. Why are we still talking about Star this Wars? This is a fucking wrestling podcast. I'm sorry. This is a sports entertainment podcast. And we have a universe to appease. 
an NXT, a what's NXT universe? I almost did it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh shit. <laughs> Would have landed myself in big hot water then. They're going to need, they're, they, they're going to they need that, that money. Form now. Letter. Yeah. They have that form yeah. letter all written up and they're just went, <laughs> waiting to hit the return yeah. to send it. They're yeah. like, oh, you sons of bitches. They want. They really want that. They really want that lawsuit because they're making very little money right now. So, <laughs> excuse me. They are an essential service. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. We're we're gonna get to that that in a little bit. You know, before we get into the gruesome underbelly that is professional wrestling, let's talk about the fun stuff. I.e. The actual wrestling show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've had a fun time. Even though we had kind of more of a recap recently, I still enjoyed it. The actual wrestling shows that they've been doing without an audience, weird, but enjoyable. Yes. But they have twice spent almost an entire episode recapping the Johnny Gargano Ciampa feud, and those are basically like, oh, so I can just skip this. Yeah. This no, is I, I, nothing. I mean, we've seen it for years. I think that's the big problem is that they're going to they're gonna lose their core lazy audience, which is us. Lazy stupids. <laughs> they're going to lose the lazy stupids pretty, pretty fast because we're too dumb to realize that they might do something interesting and cool with this. And we're also too lazy to watch it. So, you know, we've seen it already. I mean, this is a prime example. You don't know the finish to this match. So <laughs> let me let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Are they going to do something interesting with it, or is it going to be the WWE redoing everything they've done before? They are redoing everything they've done before in a way that makes it seem like it was an attempt to do something interesting, and they really fucked it up. Bleacher Report gave the match an F. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I will not go that far, but if we were doing letter grades... D plus C minus. So, th- so this is a real uh, botchamania audio cue minus five stars. <laughs> the problem is, yeah, but the problem is not that the wrestling was bad. <laughs> the, the, should we just jump right into it and just start with that? Because it was the biggest thing that happened. Okay, fine. Yeah. I want to do that. The wrestling was good. It's not that the wrestling was bad. So because of uh, the coronavirus, yeah. they had... Two nights of WrestleMania because they had to cash a Snickers check. Right. And they couldn't have TakeOver. So they said, oh, we're going to just have two of the matches that were supposed to be on TakeOver on the regular show. And you go, oh, that's that's okay. That's still good. Yeah, that's still fine. Yeah. But one of them was supposed to be the biggest match in the world. And I got to tell you, it might have been a big match if there was a crowd. You could tell. It was so overbooked, but it was overbooked in such a spectacular way that I think it was, it would have, it would have sold with a crowd there to chant and yell and react to things. And crowd shots of people looking shocked every time something crazy would happen, it would have worked a lot better. So I can't put it all on the booking, but the but the booking of the match, it was so much. You tell me what you saw, and I'll tell you what you missed. I saw about half of it. It was 45 minutes, and mm-hmm. my biggest problem was not that there wasn't any audience. 
with a number of matches for WrestleMania and obviously for, for NXT, they tried to do this like, what if instead of shooting it like a wrestling match, we shot it like Ooh. a low budget action movie? Yep, yep. And I actually think that this was the best version of it. Yes. It 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 looked different, but it looked good. Um, they were very. They had some really interesting shots. Uh, I really liked this shot where they put the camera up in the turnbuckle as Johnny Gargano walks to the turnbuckle and places a a chair yeah, in it. Yeah, that was good. You know, they were they were kind of doing something new. I'm not going to fault them for that. Um, the drone work outside was kind of fun, although you could hear the drone, which was a little annoying. But, I mean, you can't stop that from happening. But it was nice that they did a drone thing. I like that. I thought it was good, actually. Well, we got this drone. Yeah. I mean, are we going to not use the drone? Like, the, yeah, okay, The drone fine. shot was actually, you know what? I'm, I'm encouraging them to continue with that. Something else that I like about not having an audience I don't like a lot about not having an audience, but something that I do is it has given the performers a chance to say stuff that actually matters. And with this, I think probably because they did like multiple takes, I don't, you know, it wasn't straight through. No, it was not. It wasn't obvious that they redid a bunch of shit. It felt like one long thing, but they obviously you know, they did some breaks. different shots yeah. and yeah, they, yeah, they tried it a different way and made sure it worked or they did like a couple of things and then in editing they came back. But I really liked that when somebody would say something, they would usually get a camera pretty close to them and you could r- not just really hear it, but you could see them emote. And obviously they aren't like fucking, you know, Daniel Day Lewis, but like they were trying yeah. and, and that also, was they're fucking two cool. Of the better, yeah, they're two of the better guys to get that to happen because they've sold this as a real rivalry and it really does. They have a lot of, re, uh, they have a lot of emotion and the finish had a ton of that too, which you didn't see, but yeah, so oh my God. I, I've only seen the first half. Yeah. Because. Did you get to see the part where Tommaso comes back into the building and Johnny leaps at him from the bleachers and an elbow drops <laughs> no, him through a bunch of bottled waters. No, I didn't. That was the highlight of the whole match for me. It was so great. See, here's the thing. I probably will finish it. Yes, please do. Especially after I tell you what happens. My problem was not, was not that there was no audience. It was that there was no audience and... They had done this before. Yes. There were a lot of match. uh, Every single match for the past, what, month hasn't had an audience. Yeah. But this was the first one where I was like, I don't know if I want to devote 45 minutes to this if it's something that I've seen before. Right. Um, and, And that is just them being in a horrible situation. Uh, I don't fault them for that. No, no. I actually think that they, if you really go in and look, their performance is not at all the problem. Because oh, no, they no, did no, very no, well. no, no. They did really They're well. doing great. And the emotion and stuff was really, wor- really worked and was effective when it was the, the focal point. But mm-mm. why have a 45-minute match? You want to hear why that pisses me off? Yeah, go for it. They're doing this because now there's a bunch of TV viewers and they want to give them this match that's happened a million times. Yeah. But 
for them to see it live. And now there's another asterisk next to it. So they're going to have to do this again. Yeah. No, I, I don't care you. that Triple H keeps saying this is the last time. God damn it. Yeah, but that was supposed to be our big moment and there was nobody in the stadium. Like, yeah. Maybe just one more time. Right. And then that one more time isn't going to be at WrestleMania. It's going to be in like Arlington, Texas. Yeah. And they're going to be big numbers, but it isn't going to be one of the headliner takeovers of the year. And then they're going to do that again. Oh, maybe one more time yeah. back at WrestleMania, WrestleMania because yeah. they can't just fucking leave well enough alone. And the thing is, this is actually a big problem that I have with NXT because what you're saying wouldn't even really be a problem if it was booked without as not a greatest hits thing. Every cool spot we ever saw happened again. He pulled the mat up. He hit him with the chair. He did this with the, oh, he stabbed. The, he he brought up he uh, what do you call it? The crutch and the crutch broke, and he went to go stab him with the piece of the crutch. It's like everything that we ever saw happened again. The only thing we're missing is that because it's not the first time, you can't do that cool stuff like he pats himself on the back and claps because he's a mean bastard. You can't do that. You can't do the you can't do the wedding ring thing again. You can't do that. Johnny now is doing that to make fun of Champa. Yeah. But there's a third person that's doing it too. Who else is doing it? Tell me and I'll see if I remember. Oh, you won't remember because you haven't seen it because it was a clip that I saw on Twitter last night. Okay. And it's Sean the Perfect Ten Spears. Oh, no. He's doing it now? He's just doing blatant gimmick infringement. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me because I think his gimmick right now is I don't know what my gimmick is. And I actually really like it. <laughs> I think that that's been his gimmick for the past 15 years. Yeah, but I really like the idea that he has no fucking clue what his gimmick is right now. And like, that's, he's just stealing other people's gimmicks instead of just like, oh, my, my 10, I can't do my 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a while, his gimmick was literally he hits people with chairs. Yeah, no, he's, boy, he's a after weirdo. After, after he stopped doing the 10 on uh, AEW, he became Sean the Chairman Spears. Yeah, I've seen him since, yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll like this. I've been watching some AEW. Oh, yeah? yeah. But we, we, we've, we've really got to cover this Gargano Champa match. Okay. Like you said, 45 minutes. It's not fair to those two guys because they are good and they would have had a good match if it was a half hour, 20 minutes. 20 minutes would have been a fucking killer match because they could have focused more on them talking to each other in the ring. Some of the highlights, Johnny bringing up all of Tommaso's injuries. Oh, you're such a tough guy. Look at this. You, you, you were in, out with this and he hits him in the knee. He hits him in the neck. He hits him all over the place. But I love one of one of the things that I loved was also um, the ref, who, as we know, yeah. is very close friends with Johnny Gargano because he once accidentally uh, counted him yeah. out. Yeah, the ref going, Johnny, he just had spinal surgery, and Johnny Gargano going, "You don't think I know that?" Yeah, the ref was really good in this match. I thought he was great, and he he took a bump. There was a dusty finish. Um. Oh no, oh, really? Out, so That's the finish? 
Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna. No, no, I'll tell you the finish because it's it's so wild. But I just I gotta wait one second because you're cutting out. I want to make sure I could see you and see your reactions. Maybe I can reload the page. Hold on. I can see you. This is weird. Yeah, yeah, you're like frozen for me. Here, I'm gonna try leaving the call and then coming back. Okay, I can kind of see you're moving around a little bit. Okay, so the finish is, there's a dusty finish. There's a ref bump. He goes to the outside. They're fighting. Champa falls on top of Johnny, and he's just on him for a long time. They pan over to the ref because there's no, like, announcer. This is a thing that I actually kind of liked. Moro does not cover this match. There's no announcer. So... It's up to us to realize, oh, the ref should be counting, but he doesn't count. There's no Sam Roberts There's no Sam who has been God, just right? annoying the shit out of Thank me. God. And then what happens is Candace comes in. Candace comes in. Okay. They're both stumbling around. They're staring at each other, but they can't fight yet because they're all out. She gets in the ring and she's like, stop this. Stop this. You, you, you're crazy. You're driving me crazy. And she says to Tommaso, she says, are you happy? Are you happy now? I hate my husband now. I hate my husband. She turns around <laughs> and she says to Johnny, she says, I can't believe what you become or whatever. She says to Tommaso, she says, go finish him off. You won't? Okay, fine. So she turns around, she kicks Johnny in the dick. In a perfectly booked match, she would have done a move on him, not kicking him in the dick, because that's what happened to Zack Ryder. And that's stupid. Candice LeRae is an actual Yes, wrestler. exactly. So she would, have, she would have done a move on him, and then he would have lost. This is not what happens. Johnny falls on the floor and starts crying. She leaves in disgust. <laughs> Tommaso looks really upset. He realizes this is not great. So he crawls over to Johnny. He puts his head on Johnny's head. He's like, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean for this to happen. I, look, we're going to work this out. We're gonna we're gonna do something. I this is this is really messed up. I'm so sorry. Johnny is like getting up with him. Candace comes out from out of nowhere and kicks Tommaso in the dick. Oh no, he's down. <laughs> Johnny starts laughing, reaches into his pants, and pulls out a cup, shoves the cup in Tommaso's face and shouts, You lose, you lose, you lose. And then picks him up, does the fairy tale ending on Tommaso Ciampa. Gets on him. Now the ref is in the ring. One, two, three. Johnny wins. Johnny and Candace leave laughing like a bunch of high school bullies. They, it makes them look like the biggest geeks in the universe. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yes. It's the stupidest. Wait, that's the thing that she gave him in the paper bag before the match? That must have been the thing she gave him in the paper bag. Okay, so before the match, he drives up. Uh, Candace has just had a match. Yeah, and she's pissed off. She gets in the car, and then she gets out, and I think that she's gonna get out and, like, grab Johnny and be like, wait, hold on, good luck, you know, or something, you know, whatever. Instead, she just hands him a paper bag, and then he, without showing us what's in the paper bag, looks in the paper bag, 
smiles, nods, and puts it in his pocket. Yeah. I'm like, I thought that they were going to be brass knuckles. No, no, no. It's a fucking cup so that they can fuck up the ending. And they also, so first off, they should not have shown the paper bag thing. Yeah, that's stupid. There is no reason to do that. Second off, I would have loved the I hate my husband now angle. Oh, yeah, that that is the way you should they go. They should have done that. The only thing that I was worried about is that you were going to say it was going to become another cuck angle, and he was, she was going to go, I hate my husband, I'm going to kick him in the dick, and then you and me are going to kiss. Yeah, right. But no, 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 they couldn't do that. COVID. You okay, can't thank kiss God. Him. You can't kiss on TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so what they did, no, it it would have been so cool to have her do her fucking finish on him and then fucking be like, go pin him. And then that's it. And then she doesn't drive him back. And then there's we. And there is a big story of like her being fed up. Yeah, she's gonna get the go for the title now. She's like, fuck this. We've been talking about the fact that this is a distraction for me for like two years, and now it's gone. It's out of my life. So she could have gotten a really cool push. She could have given Champa the win, then hit a move on Champa, and then said, "Fuck both of you. This is my moment." Yeah. I like that. You were you were you were you were telling Johnny that it was your moment. No, no, no. Now it's my I moment. I like that too. I feel like that would have worked really well too. It's funny because when I got to that point and she kicked him in the dick, I said, "Okay, she shouldn't have kicked him in the dick, but I love this." And then after they were getting back together being like, "Uh, uh-huh, I was like, "Oh, wow. This might be a good way to actually end it because now they can't fight anymore because they look like two crying losers." So you can't have them fight and they're going to like become friends now. And also Champa doing the right thing yeah. and being like, "I wanted to beat you the right way, and now that I've seen somebody else hit you, I'm realizing, "Oh, I do still have a camaraderie ship because I don't want to win the wrong way. I want to like yeah, be in competition with you. I don't hate you anymore. And then they just fucked it up because it turns out Candace was a bad guy, which is fine. I'm cool with her being a bad guy, but it's the dumbest thing to do. She gets two dick kicks in. And dick kicks are like the dumbest. That is like an AJ Styles slash Seth Rollins move. That is like a, I'm good. But, <laughs> and it's happening. Think about it. That's like a, I'm a good guy. I'm a good guy. Wah, wah, wah. It's like a whiny good guy thing. She should not be portrayed as a whiny good guy, and yet she did it twice in one match. It is lazy tweener shit. Mm. I'm not going to build myself as a tweener because everybody loves me, but I'm kind of out for myself. That takes, like, character work and charisma, which Candice LeRae has. She could do that. They don't devote time to give her a build. No, 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 exactly. So they go... You know what? You're going to be a tweener because uh, you're upbeat, but you kick people in the dicks. And it's like, that isn't a tweener. That's just a jerk. Don't worry, Tristan. She's decidedly not a tweener because she kicked Tommaso in the dick and it was a fake kick for, for Johnny. So now they are going out arm in arm like a dumb couple of giggling teenagers. And they really follow them all the way to the parking lot, laughing and joking and getting into the car and driving away. And it literally, it just looked like a dumb, it looked like grease or something. It was insane. It was completely insane. You have to watch the finish to this match. I'm actually surprised you didn't call bullshit on me when I was saying it. Because it sounds like, it sounds like fake. No, it sounds like something they would do. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem, yeah. There were ways you can make this work. 
I'm not saying that the booking is bad as in the central idea is bad. The central idea is fine. Why the hell did it happen like that? There's one tweak that I can make. Well, maybe two that I think could save this. Candice LeRae either hits Johnny Gargano with a chair or does a wrestling move on him. Right. A. But then B, she does run out. She does still kick Tommaso Ciampa in the dick. And they are going to be the full-on heel couple. It, they're going to be like the the um, bully homecoming king and queen from a teen movie. Yeah, or like she you know? says some shitty remark to Johnny, like, you couldn't fucking get it done. That's why no, no, I hit see, you see, with the I'm, chair. I'm, I'm, seeing, yeah. I'm seeing them walking away laughing, oh, but if they can like, make... Okay. Even though she hit him with a chair and it wasn't a cup spot. Whatever. I'm just saying you need to do that so that she doesn't look like a complete weenie. Yeah. Because just all the the kicking in the dick is like... It really is. You got to remember. You remember that's, that's I think, when... Isn't that when AJ, AJ and Shinsuke were kicking each other in the dick? And that was like the first time that you ever saw AJ as a weenie and it all culminated in die like a man? No. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> You make the first thing a wrestling spot so that she still looks like a tween. I understand. She still looks like a pissed off wrestler. And then when she comes out and kicks Tommaso Ciampa in the dick, it's just a big fuck you. Well, it tricks us. And then when they walk away laughing, you set up like, oh, they're just going to be jerks now. Yeah. Johnny Gargano has been more and more getting booze from the audience yeah. and Tommaso Ciampa is completely over with yeah. the audience. So him being the heel and Johnny Gargano being the face does not work anymore. No, and Johnny as a heel is great for a different reason that I couldn't understand at first, but now I'm finally starting to understand. He's a heel by being a bad heel. Like we're booing him because he's corny, not because he's like mean or sinister. He's corny. Oh no, yeah. No. I think that I think that he is a heel in the way that like you hate the popular kids in high school. Yeah, and I think that's why the end result of this can still work with the two of them being a jerky couple, but like that booking can't. And and coming after <laughs> a 45 fucking minute match where they go outside and wrestle on top of a truck even though we just saw that a week ago with two different guys. And also, after literally four weeks of Triple H showing up on the product yeah. and being like, this is the most important match in the world. I don't know. It just, it was <laughs> wild. So, there were, there were positives. I will say again, jumping off the bleachers and doing an elbow drop onto Tommaso Ciampa into a bunch of bottled water was hilarious. It was packaged, too. It was like packaged bottled water. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. It was actually really, I think, one of my favorite spots that I've seen in a while. Um, that was great. There was a moment that I applaud their creativity for when they did a very dangerous move I would never do, which is like a backdrop off the, off the top rope in, in, onto the outside. And they very clearly did it like onto a mattress or something and cut. I thought that was an okay experiment to do. It didn't look great yeah, to me, yeah. but it was good. So there were good things about the match that I liked. I liked the drone shot. There was a lot of fun stuff in the match, but it was way overbooked. It was really long. The finish was like 
so ridiculous. I thought it was like a, it sounds like, and look, I'm not, I wasn't watching wrestling back then, so I can't lie. I've heard people describe it at this, and then when I watch it, I go, oh my God, they're right. But maybe at the time it wasn't. It's like a fucking WCW, like Eric Bischoff finish. It's insane. There's like yeah, 700 yeah, yeah. people running into the ring. The champ is actually wearing a mask. Somebody else comes down from here. Somebody shoots a guy with a gun. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's too much. You could just have one angle in the end and it would work. But, you know, you know that's what uh, mainstream WWE has also become. And so there's also the uh, very real probability that they were like, we need to start preparing for that reality. Yeah. Once these guys, if these guys ever move on, we need to prepare for the reality that like. They're going to have dumb bullshit finishes in all their matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. It's just funny that AEW is being billed as WCW, like by themselves, they're acting like they're the new WCW just because they're on TNT again and they're doing all that stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But WWE is booking like like WCW now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is insane. Uh, uh, insane. Literally, the booking of AEW is classic wrestling booking of like, you take two popular guys, you have them wrestle a match. Then you have one guy get pissed off at the results of the match, so they wrestle two more times, and then you put him on a pay-per-view. Yeah. That is, just that like, is WWF booking. <laughs> that is effective, yeah, good, yeah. old-time booking. Like, what the fuck? That's like fucking territories yeah. booking. That's like it, that's like the cornerstone of wrestling. It just doesn't make sense. I, I think it's insane that WWE is now doing this wild bullshit. It's incredible. I thought it was going to become a cuck thing. Yeah. No, no. It sounded like it, right? That's what every other fucking feud has become in WWE. I just want to say that there was such... I think that the the reason why Bleacher Report gave it an F and the reason why I'm going pretty low on my... If I ever did give a review is just because you saw there was so much potential there. Candice LeRae saying, are you happy? I hate my husband now. That's like soap opera city. You could actually do so much with that. And then they just... That's like, that's like, that's like an effective angle. Yeah. Them crying to, with, at each, with each other at the end. That actually, in all honesty, that was really affecting and good. Especially like if you saw them growing... That was where they were catering to the people who had seen them as DIY. Like that was actually... They were starting to cater more towards the people who had been watching. I don't know. I just feel like there was so much there that could have been... And they really kind of also hold it. on, hold on, one one more thing. Yeah. Shouldn't it have been Johnny Gargano who kicks Tommaso Ciampa in the dick, and then he pulls out the cup, and then Candace Owens just comes Candace back Owens. in and is like, "Okay, Candace Owens, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she should give it. That's a, that's a real heel move." <laughs> and in the court, and accompanied to the ring by Candace Owens. <laughs> Whoops. Candice LeRae. Yeah. No, I like Candace that idea. Candice LeRae, Kevin Owens. <laughs> what? She Well, no, she can't do that gimmick. <laughs> she can't. She can't just be like, I don't think that there's a climate change. <laughs> she can't come out and be like, well, I don't know anything about climate change, but I don't think it exists. Or like, why is everybody getting mad at me? I'm just pointing out, you know, she can't just. Just as long as she isn't in blackface. Right. Well, but that, well, that's true. I mean, you never know <laughs> the way things are going. But I feel like she probably wouldn't agree to do it. 
Why are you picking on America? Why have right. we isolated America? Good. But what I dis, what I hate so much about the left is that they make it seem like it's only the West, right? It, it only matters when the West that, does it. That's right. And that's what they're really after. It's about demonizing it the West, to do not with helping slavery. the East. That has nothing to do with slavery. Was universal. Then what was the point of even having the cup? Couldn't Candace LeRae just have run in and kicked him in the dick? I think the one, I think the one dick kick that was that would have been fine was maybe Johnny. Like Johnny's dick kick would have been okay if she did a wrestling move to Champa. Then you know what I mean? Like I just feel like she shouldn't have done it twice. Because then you could use the cup. You could set that up. I really don't understand the paper bag thing though. Why would you give that away? Is that just for, like, dumb nerds who want to push up their glasses at the end and say, Aha! That was what was in the paper bag! It's the stupidest... Wait, that's the thing that she gave him in the paper bag before the match? That must have been the thing she gave him in the paper bag! It's such a letdown for what was in the paper bag. Yeah, I know. Because it could have been it anything. could have been a fucking like, knife. A fucking taser? That would have been That would have been very WCW, I believe... But that's how a championship belt changed hands at one oh, point. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is. That is how. <laughs> or it was like a cattle prod or something. A bunch of fucking light bulbs that he like smashed in his head. or Like it could have been anything. And they're like, it's a cup so that when she kicks him in the dick, it doesn't hurt. It will still hurt, Do you get guys. It? I don't think you understand how cups work, but it's fine. Man, that was so stupid. Man, that was so stupid. I just, oh. It could have been so cool. But at least, you know what? I'm actually, there's a really good bright side to this, which is we're probably going to see a little bit more of Candace, although they will probably just use her to further the Gargano Champa storyline again, <laughs> which is going to suck because I really wanted to see her. In the latter match, I thought she had a chance. The latter match and everything leading up to the latter yes. match has been so fucking It was good. really good. That is really the really good stuff. Shotzi Blackheart yeah. making big moves. So happy to see her like continuing to move up. So she's going to be on TV more. Awesome. The return of uh, Aaliyah is very funny. She looks very different. She is committing more to the wrestling matches, which is nice. That's good. I always thought she wasn't that bad. I think people just like to boo her because it, uh, whatever. I'm with that one guy, that, that one thirsty guy that always shits for her. I think that maybe um, not having an audience to distract her helped out a lot. Oh, you think she takes it personally? You think she hasn't, like, she doesn't enjoy getting booed as a heel? She might not. You're right. It's tough. I mean, that's probably one of the hardest things if you're not just in it for the booze. I just think that her, without the audience around her, her in-ring performance is a lot better. And I wonder if... She just hasn't gotten over that hump between practicing backstage and being in front of the audience. Oh, yeah. It could be something like um, that. You know? Uh, but I actually really liked liked her two performances. Uh, in her first one, she Nancy kerrigan Saya Lee backstage. Well, but that's her revenge for getting her face kicked in. She Nancy kerrigan Saya Lee and then is standing in the ring being like, my opponent isn't here. So I guess I'm moving on to the next round. And then they bring out Io Shirai and she freaks out. I thought that that was very fun. Uh, obviously, she was never going to win against Io Shirai, but it wasn't 
an instant squash match, which I liked. It was a very short match. But well, it has to be. She she tried, which I like. Like, you know, she wasn't a complete goon. That's good. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Tegan Knox? I was very on the fence about her in the past, but I feel like I liked her better in the latter match. Yeah, she she looked good. Uh I think her traps got bigger, and that's the only thing that made me... I like looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it now. So not only can she kick, but she also has good traps. Yes, I'm on board. Yeah, that's... Well, I mean, traps is like the, the way into my heart. Yeah, I mean, good traps are Bianca, really important. Riddick Moss, Sabaton, like all my favorites. You can look, and you can tell. Loomis, who had a pretty good match as well, who was fun. Dexter Loomis, but we'll we'll do women first. But yeah, traps. Traps are a big thing for me. I like that. All of this is to find a number one contender for the new women's champion, Charlotte Flair. Um, I'm a little annoyed. Right. But I guess I understand. I, 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 I now feel a little stupid because I feel like the last time we recorded, I said, we just had Shayna Baszler and I wouldn't be too sad if Rhea Ripley's reign was a little shorter. And I stand by that. But by a little shorter, I meant maybe she gets one or two defenses in and then shifts it over to a Bianca Belair, for instance. Right, a Bianca Belair who is no longer on NXT, as far as I know. Oh, right, because now she's... I believe she is on Raw with the Street Profits now, which is probably a good personal move because you don't want to be far away from the fam, but I believe we lost her, which sucks so bad. I hate that so much. How do you not fucking put the belt she on her? She should have had it for, for at five least, fucking yeah, minutes. She should have had it for at least two months. I think she should have had it. She should have had like four defenses. I really am so disappointed. She was really one of talk about fucking traps. You mentioned Bianca Belair in the oh, traps I probably, list, and yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I, you definitely revealed that. I believe her to be in the tops on my traps list. There you go. Shayna, Shayna has great traps, but we're not going to talk about it. That makes me even more pissed off then that Charlotte Flair is back on NXT for however brief a moment. Yeah. She doesn't need that fucking belt, man. I mean, Bianca doesn't need the belt. No, but she should have had it. She deserves the belt. She should have had it. She did so much work for them and she was getting so over and she was just, she's so capable. And her promos, holy shit, she didn't even need promo classes. If she, if she was getting them, they did great work because her promos were fucking fantastic. From all the way back, I'm thinking remembering her fucking honeymoon on a cruise ship promos. The first uh, like couple months to half year, she didn't really cut promos. But I think that they probably gave her a couple of classes and then were like, hey, you know what, we can just oh, turn you loose. She's just a natural at everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just amazing. Yeah. No, I, I think that she's really great, and I feel so bad that she didn't get that belt because she really did deserve it. It would have been so cool to see it. Um, but what are you going to do? What a fucking letdown. Yeah. Maybe uh, Dakota Kai can take the belt from Charlotte Flair or well, something. She's not going to get the chance because the winner of that ladder match was Io Shirai. I would actually love to see EO beat the shit out of Charlotte Flair. That would be really fun. 
That would be great, especially considering Charlotte Flair has that uh, very awkward moonsault that she always does. I would love if she did it and Io rolled away and then did her own moonsault. I think that would be really cool. Let me show you how this fucking thing is done. Yeah. So she's very, uh, she's a very good number one contender. I, I am happy with the match, but I feel like I was happy with the match in general. It started off the way that all five ways or whatever start out six. Was it six or five? I think it was five. Maybe six. I don't know. Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. There was No, it, it was it Candace was six, LeRae wasn't it? And Io Shirai. And then there was that girl Chelsea, Chelsea Green, Green the, the, and the, the Strauss guy. Uh and who was she up against, kind of? Like who was her counterpoint? There there was definitely one more. Mia Yim! She, Mia only, Yim, she of wasn't course. in it that long. She actually got a few moves off, and then she got, I think she bowed out. Like, she ducked out of the ring, and I don't think she came back in at all for a long time. Another very disappointing, underutilized... Well, no, she had, like, a very good run. She had a great run with Bianca and stuff like that. I feel like the problem is, right now, they don't really know what to do with her. But she would be another... Again, that secondary women's belt that we were talking about last month, or whenever we recorded last... That, I feel like, would be fucking great for Mia Yim because she's perfect for that. She should be holding one belt at least. If she can't hold the main belt, give her the second because she's really good. And she's so over. Another fun part of this match. Uh, So they started out the way that I don't like when matches start is when they're all pairing off and punching each other. I hate that shit. But you got to do that when there's that many people in the ring. Whatever. But I think they started right away with the fun stuff because Dakota Kai brought her friend Raquel Gonzalez now, who slowly carries... I really don't like that name No, change. I don't like the name. I feel, I, I feel like... She could have stayed like Reina and that... just changed the gimmick. It would have been fine. I feel like... Well, but also, I feel like they made that because not enough people know that Reina means queen. Mm. Okay, yeah. It's like, you know, Reina Gonzalez. It's like her name, but also... Hold on. Actually, now that I think about it... Reyna fits more with this current gimmick yeah, like because she's fashion. all makeuped yeah. out. Yeah. Raquel could be a cowgirl name. I don't understand it. Very, very confusing. Yeah, no, I, I really don't. So, I don't know. Maybe they just... No, because Reyna is... I was going to say, it's WWE, so they're kind of racist. Maybe they just wanted to make sure you knew she was Latina. But that's... Reyna is, is Latina. more yeah, than it's, Raquel. It's the same, so I don't understand. Yeah, I, I really don't understand. But whatever, it's fine. The name change and the gimmick change. Um, but I loved her spot where she was carrying the ladder super slowly over to the ring so that she could get drunk. <laughs> that was so great. And she played a really great role in the in the match. I thought it was really fun yeah, to have her I as an enforcer beating the shit out of Chelsea Green, who, again, like, I've heard that name a bunch, so now I feel really bad that I'm like, who the fuck was that when I was watching the match? And she comes out with weak, with weak... With weak Stokely. A weak Stokely. We're going to talk about this, I'm sure, but isn't it great that we're... Not like, not like, not like real Stokely, no. who's a fucking he's powerhouse. A, he's a fucking brick house energy monster. <laughs> it's fucking Robert Strauss. Who the hell is that? But I am really excited to see that managers are, you know, coming back Man- in a big Managers way. are back in. Yeah, in a big way. Let's talk about uh, uh, our boy Stoke, yeah. or as he's now known, Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens. Well, Stokely Hathaway, I think, is in 
jail for selling bootleg CDs or something like that, right? The bootleg DVDs, was that what it was? So Malcolm yes, Bivens I believe so. Be this is just AOP again, and I love it's, it. <laughs> it's cool AOP. It's cool AOP. Two guys that can't, two guys that don't speak English. They probably can, don't. With foreign names, big, you know, whatever, goofy ethnic music, which I really did not like that they were doing that. But Stokely comes out. I mean, Malcolm comes out, dances to the music. Very weird. A strange Paul <laughs> Ellering. And I loved it. And I also love that he got his theme music before their theme music came out. He's strange Paul Ellering, but he still does the bug eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Yeah, he's really just such a guy. He just knows what to do. He's a natural. I am so glad that the announcers, Stokely, no one, the first two times we saw him, explained who the fuck yeah, he exactly. was. He just, he just starts talking to um, Matt Riddle and is like, Matt Riddle, I know you knew this day would come. I know you knew that I would be coming for you. And it's like, who the fuck is this Yeah, if dude? you're not watching his own like backstage YouTube videos, you have no clue he <laughs> even exists at this point. <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> it's really good. When they when they attacked uh Matt Riddle, he ends it by saying, I wanted to introduce you to the new NXT tag team division or whatever. And then doesn't introduce <laughs> Yeah! Them. They just stand there. <laughs> it's really good. It's very good. He's He's, he's a real genius, I got to tell you. Because, I mean, look, I could practice. I could get up on stage and practice all day long. And I think I'm pretty good. I don't know if I could be like that. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can get that way without having been that great to start with. There is something just intrinsic to him that he is able to do that. Like, uh, when they do their backstage promo, and he goes, My friends here, associates, <laughs> and then... In the next sentence, it says, we're a family. <laughs> I thought that, that was... <laughs> They're a family. They are not friends, but they are associates. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> I prefer to think of each of us as a separate nation. I'm a sovereign citizen now, so... <laughs> I think that would be a great gimmick for him. Malcolm Bivens, the sovereign citizen? You gotta wait a couple of years because I feel like that is Malcolm Bivens, New York boy, has been living in Florida too long yeah. and it's starting to wear off on him. <laughs> and it's like... Oh, I love it. I love it. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. Regal, but there is gold fringe on that flag and that means I do not recognize your authority. Yeah. No, he'll just do whatever. It's just like, I can go wherever I want. I can go into your office. I can go in the women's bathroom. I can go in the dumpster. I can go into that locked security closet. I just want to see him just be... <laughs> the, the, the refs come out and he goes, am I being detained? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse yeah, me, yeah, am yeah. I being detained? Oh my God. That's really good. I've got a copy of the Constitution right here in my pocket. And I'm going to tell you, do they like the Constitution? I forget. 
Uh, yes, but they like it for the weird loopholes they believe that it I contains. I have a copy of the Bill of Rights in my pocket. No, 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 no because if, if anything, they think that the Bill of Rights aren't actually legal. Oh, right, because they're after the fact or whatever. I don't know. I'm not very up on my sovereign citizen. They're, they're all about, like, uh, actually, uh, the Constitution doesn't say anything about the IRS, and that means I don't have to pay my taxes. And it's like, well, yeah, the whole law isn't in the Constitution. Yeah. The Constitution is literally like, this is how we're going to set things up. And they're like, does not say IRS, don't have to pay my taxes. Yeah, well, the Constitution also, I don't know, it says a bunch of stuff. So, whatever, it's fine. The Constitution also explicitly says that you can't have slaves. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> uh, Malcolm maybe Bivens not the best a, thing. To- Malcolm Bivens as a as a sovereign citizen sounds like a really fun gimmick. But I am so excited about the management guys. I think the Strauss guy was good. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on his parade. He was good. I just. I. I think it's funny that we got some weak ass non Malcolm Bivens. I want to see a fight between them. Oh, Strauss versus Bivens? Because all their flunkies refuse to fight for them? Two managers fighting is so fun for me because... It's happened in the past. It's good. If you're a manager, basically you train to take bumps, not to give them. So it's like two guys that if one of them could do like a Canadian destroyer, it would probably look awesome, but they only know how to take it, not give it. Well... A Canadian destroyer is a good example. All you need to do is know how to take it because you're doing all the work. If I'm ju- if I'm giving you a Canadian destroyer, I'm just going to jump and kind of like grab you on the waist and then you're just doing the rest. I really hope that Stokely takes the AOP thing all the way. I want to see these three weirdos still trying to look tough in a stairwell. I, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. We were talking about how much we missed it on our last episode. And I feel like we're going to get it. And we were saying that he was going to be the way out. It's so funny. It's really working out the way we said almost. (sighs) Obviously, we haven't seen a ton of him yet. But just having him walk out. Oh, man. This is exactly what I needed. Yeah. It's good. It's definitely good. And that along with the women's match, which was fantastic and, you know, very fun. And all the stuff leading up to it. I mean, NXT has still been good. It's just been, like, very weird. It's been hit very hard by this stuff. The three-way with uh, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, and Damian Priest, I feel I felt like that was hit pretty hard by not having an audience. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, that, not that it wasn't good. It was, good. It was, yeah, a, it was a good match. You really want to hear, you know... The chance for Keith the, Lee. The competing chants. The, the, the chance you know, for Keith yeah. Lee that we used to complain about. I would still like them to not just chant for Keith Lee because they don't have anything to chant for, but the commentary kind of said this. They were like, oh my God, you know, there's never been a bigger match uh, in, in NXT. And that kind of spectacle still carries over without an audience, but I just felt like this would feel so much crazier if there also was an audience freaking out every single time a dude that was like six five did an insane flip or yeah. something you know like the fact that there wasn't a big like reaction to that uh 
what was it the the doomsday device yeah uh spot like only having sam fucking roberts that, go oh my goodness yeah. was and like not enough i don't understand why he's there i liked having just moro i thought it was fine i wish it was just nigel at some point too commentary was being handled pretty well this week i yeah i don't want to hear sam roberts i don't know i don't like that guy he comes from shock jock and i just feel like you can't get the shock jock off of him and he talks shit about bianca belair in a way that i thought was very appropriate and is making me sound this is very bad i shouldn't do this podcast because it makes me sound like i'm like a super creep for bianca belair but it's not like that i just think she's like a really good wrestler (laughs) she's just become like a focal point pretty often which is interesting well, she's like been one of the best things on the really show, has. so it makes sense. Brought back JBL for WrestleMania, and I think that we both have a lot of different feelings about him, but one thing that he's good at is being a heel commenter, yeah. and uh, Sam Roberts, Sam Roberts kind of frequently does a thing that I hate, which is he just picks the heel and says how much he likes them. Yeah. And the good heel commentators will sometimes even say that they like the face, but for fucked up reasons. Yeah, and when they're praising the heel, they're not saying, like, he's so great, he's a wonderful athlete, or whatever. They're like, that's a smart decision. That's the kind of decision you need to make to make to win matches. Sam Roberts just likes Aaliyah more than Io Shirai. And it's like, what the fuck? I think that Aaliyah has been consistently getting better. I like her. But who the fuck do you think you are to be like, ah, Leah should have won that match? What the fuck? Yeah, did you see that part where Io Shirai did that moonsault on Leah? I bet Leah has a much more devastating move than that. We, we, we just didn't see it. Oh, no, no, no. He, sorry, he was commentating the uh, elimination match, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It's bleeding. With, with Leah. It's, it's all it's bleeding like, into each other for me because I'm, I'm, I watched them. Kind of had a weird time. This this quarantine has done some weirdness for my watching habits. I watch them like in very weird ways and at, at, out of sequence and all all over the place. So, yeah. me too. Well, speaking about the quarantine, we already mentioned before. So, in case you don't know, there's a virus. It's killing about a thousand people a day in America. Uh, it's called the coronavirus um and uh this is for the aliens that come down after all humanity has wiped off the planet so that they don't understand yeah if you just woke up you know from a coma yeah they they, they got you out of the coma because they're like we need that fucking bed <laughs> yeah we were gonna we were um, gonna just keep you there <laughs> most of america is now on a kind of uh pseudo quarantine where only essential work is supposed to be happening um and luckily the wwe has been deemed essential services in the state of florida aew is in florida too are they essential i believe that aew is currently uh recording from an undisclosed location yeah (laughs) so at the very least, AEW is blatantly breaking the law, which makes them cooler, instead of getting your friends in the current administration to deem you essential service so that you can continue to make money. But my question would be, 
are they still on TV? Like, are they running the live shows and stuff? I mean, obviously, then it's not live. I'm sure it's all pre-recorded. They probably recorded like two months worth of stuff already. Yeah, I I don't think that they're doing it live. I think that it is pre-recorded, okay. uh, like most of uh, WrestleMania was. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of other stuff. So that's really fucked up. What's also fucked up is. Uh, Tristan's about to shock me with a news bomb. I don't, I, I don't read this news yet. Maybe, unless I did. But we'll find out. WWE is also firing a bunch of their competitors. Um, and I get a feeling that they're doing it because uh, those people probably don't want to work during a pandemic. Uh, today, we had the release of Drake Maverick. Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Gallows, EC3, and Leo Rush. Okay, that's... Some of those names are really surprising. Yeah, some of those names are really surprising. Drake Maverick had been getting hyped up to be a part of the cruiserweight belt competition coming up in the next couple of weeks. Leo Rush obviously had some of the best matches of... uh, Of any brand of the entire year i would say his matches with garza were incredible and it's not just garza you got to look at the fact that leo rush was literally half of that match he was one he's been one he's had one of the best some of the best performances uh, all year obviously there's no information this is just speaking from the gut but um when you look at the people they're keeping on and the people they're getting rid of a lot of the names that I just named, but especially people like Leo Rush, have been very outspoken in how they want to be treated by the WWE yeah. and um, not accepting the status quo. If ACH was still there, this would be when he would be released as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if ACH was still there... Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a number of other people that are now on AEW. Uh, well, I think that's know. part of it, too. They can release these guys now because they're not afraid of them being on AEW. Because AEW is probably not going to hire them now because AEW is probably trying to conserve money, too. I do know that I believe that Rowan has also been uh, really? released. EC3 is obvious. I'm sure that they only had him there to make sure that he wouldn't work. Rowan... Primo and Epico. Oh, wow. For real? Because that those guys, the Colognes, are like, that's like the Puerto Rican royalty or whatever. Those guys are related to the guy that may have organized Bruiser Brody getting stabbed. Here's another big name. Kurt Angle. Really? Has been released. This is like one of the things about WWE that I kind of like is like if you did a lot for them, sometimes they'll just employ you for nothing. Daniel Bryan like wasn't going to wrestle. And Here's another one. To do. So maybe they just can't afford Alec, to do that anymore. Yeah, Alec, Alec, brace uh-huh. yourself. Rusev has been no released. Oh shit. Sarah Logan. Wow. Mike and Maria Canellis. Wow. Aiden English. No Way Jose. Heath Slater. That's from the WWE.com website. So you know Mike it's got to be true. Mike and Maria Canellis might have been a mistake for them. Because those are two people that could probably go off and make their own company or something. Like, Maria Canellis knows a lot about the business. So, yeah, they're using this 
uh, pandemic. Trim the fat. Trim the fat. Uh, put a lot of people who now are not going to have a paycheck um, out on the fucking streets. And meanwhile, also consolidate power uh, by um, allowing themselves to be considered uh, essential services. Yeah. Just absolutely disgusting to be honest um and the fact that you know who wasn't fucking mentioned in that list was the miz who showed up sick to work during this although apparently the way they're saying it he discovered he was sick after but who knows Okay, well. I mean, The Miz is a company, and he worked so much for them. I would give him the benefit of the doubt, but he's a company man, and that's why he's sticking around, I think. Yeah. And that was that was the point that I was making before. All of those people have, at one time or another, openly thumbed their nose at management, right? Yeah. I mean, Rusev, for fuck's sake. Like, they've hated Rusev forever because... He decided to get married to the woman he loves. Like and she's not really fuck, you know. Is she? No, she's, she's still not part raised. of that hot hot cuck angle. Where they can't have the cuck angle yeah. anymore because there's no cuck. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, just so wild that again, I don't have evidence for this. But my heart tells me they are getting rid of people who want to be treated better and they're keeping around anybody who is willing to, like you said, be a company man. Yeah, although Kurt Hawkins, I feel like, was a company man too. Why do they still have Zack Ryder then? Do they still have Zack Ryder? Uh, No, Zack Ryder also. Okay, there you go. That's what I was wondering about. I hope that they fucking talk about this because I really want to know how many of these people in the past two weeks went to management and said, I don't feel comfortable working during this. Well, the problem is you're not really going to get that because I'm sure they're treating this more more of a furlough and less of a, you're permanently released. Although some of them, like EC3, they'll probably never take back. A few of them, they probably won't. The WWE has put out fucking future endeavors tweets so most of these people are gone that's wild sarah logan because her husband is still there that's rough you know we we watched wrestlemania we uh didn't eh, pay for wrestlemania but we watched wrestlemania it it brings back a thing that i've said before it's hard to tell when that line is of like i don't feel comfortable paying for this to like i don't feel comfortable taking a part in this you know and like this is getting to that point this and the leaning on their government ties to get deemed essential services really starts getting into the like oh this isn't just don't give these people money this is like (laughs) yeah this is evil yeah it's getting it's getting bad to really think about but i mean in all honesty it's just you know we're fans of wrestling. We're fans of NXT. That can't excuse, you know, poor business practices and things like that. So, I mean, like, you just have to understand 
these guys are not like a family. They don't love each other and everything. They might, they might like each other, but then they also have businesses to take care of. And you're not gonna when your primary when your primary concern is maximizing your profits, you're not gonna keep around a bunch of people who need the paycheck. So it's a big problem. And then because they're uh, independent contractors, who knows what kind of unemployment benefits they'll get or anything, if anything, what they get. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm sure that they'll, they'll Actually, get I know, nothing. No, well, my They're dad's too. on unemployment now, and he was an independent contractor, but his work dried up during the thing. So I think he's, I think they could get that at least, but I mean, I'm not. I mean, who knows? I, I know I know that I'm an independent contractor, and yeah, I can't but you get... Yeah, d- but you don't work for a company, right, that, that closed? Because you're still operating right now. No, no, no. But what I mean is, when my work dries up, I can't. I can't get right. But you're like not like an LLC or anything, are you? If you are, you might be able uh, to. No. Okay. Uh, so that's the thing, because like if you incorporate, you could be able to do that. I think that's the idea. I don't think fucking no way Jose has incorporated no, himself. No, no, but he and doesn't need to because he's to, an you know? employee of the independent company. I or not. He was an employee of of whatever. He was an independent. It's it's almost as if these rules are Byzantine, yeah. so that uh, more and more people can get screwed out of what they yeah. deserve. That sounds like uh, it could be like that, but it's probably not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's probably yeah, I mean, not. It's probably fine. <laughs> I mean, like in the middle of this, they also gave Baron Corbin a WrestleMania match. And it just so happens that Baron Corbin has also said that uh, you don't need unions. So, you know, I'm sure that that's like a coincidence. They gave Braun Strowman, they gave Braun Strowman a belt and he said that wrestlers need to practice working their way up or whatever bullshit he said. That was so stupid. He said something stupid. You don't have to worry about it. Trust me on that. He had to apologize for it. That's how stupid it was. There's an idea in in certain brands of leftism that I have actually been ascribing to more and more recently because I feel like it kind of cushions the impact of how horrible coronavirus has been just in every possible way. And it's the idea that there isn't going to be a comfortable end to capitalism, yeah. right? We're We're always going to have to get through these troubled, dark periods. And in fact, the worse things get, the more common people are going to realize that the system needs to change because it is not taking care of them. Um, But you really look at some of these people that say that wrestlers don't need a union and you go like, how fucking bad does it need to get for you to fucking like... No, I know. Vince McMahon was never going to, like, fucking give you a paycheck for doing nothing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. You know? They don't think like, about that. You didn't, the, the concern is money. It's not even like, you can't even say, and you can say that he's like an evil guy, but you can't even say it's like an evil choice and that's why it is the way it is. It just doesn't make business sense. Oh, I can, you can say. say it, but it doesn't make business sense. He, he wouldn't do it even if he was the nicest man on the universe. It doesn't make sense. You have to put the rules in place to make it an, a mandatory thing. Otherwise, people won't do it. The system that we ascribe to is a system where you are incentivized for being inhuman to people. Right. And 
I would still say that that means that you're evil. You're just obviously going to have power because the system prioritizes being evil. Sure. You know, you could say it however you like. I'm just saying if you don't put the rules there, they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want. So I think it's wild. Yes, yes, absolutely. They should they they should have had a union already, and they they're having one in Europe or whatever. So hopefully, but who knows how that's going? I haven't even been looking at that. How's independent wrestling in England going? How's independent wrestling in U.S. going? I don't even know. Probably bad. I don't know. So it's fucked everywhere. It's bad, and these guys who are trying to make it sound like they're giving us a great time are also complicit in making it worse for everybody. We understand. Just We want you guys to understand that, too. So when you're watching NXT, just realize that doesn't mean Vince McMahon is cool. It doesn't mean Triple H is a good guy. Malcolm Bivens is going to have to pull a lot of Oh, weight. yeah, for you, <laughs> yeah, because you're like, so, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they want me to keep watching it, Jesus Christ. He'll keep going. He'll Bivens it up. There are a lot of people doing really good things, and I like them as people, and I want to... Selfishly, I want to, to, to keep watching because, you know, it, it, it's entertaining for me. But also, like, you know, I, it, it's kind of the same way where, like, I stopped uh, going to Trader Joe's because Trader Joe's has been union busting. And also during the coronavirus, um, they weren't, like, giving people uh, adequate safety measures. Uh, a couple of Trader Joe's employees have, have actually died um, because they aren't being given enough time to go home and quarantine uh, and all this stuff. And so I was like, I, I'm going to boycott because I don't think that that's right. But also... Their livelihood depends on people coming to their stores. Their livelihood also depends on being treated with respect. And you can only force companies to treat people with respect by not engaging with the companies, which also leads to fucking people getting laid off. Yeah, like, it's there's, almost there's like just, we're discovering that the true path to improving the world is through litigation. So we need to start voting better, people. Oh, I'm. I don't believe that I at think all. We do electoralism? Electoralism is dead, baby. Better. I don't agree with that. I think that. I think that's defeatist. Bernie. Bernie is oh, out of the running, yeah, and then know, he immediately. But that's the president, you got to do something about your local whatever. At least we got. We got. We got Ocasio Cortez. We're going to keep getting her in. I'm going to. I'm going to vote every time. I would agree with that. I think that local elections that matter a lot more for right us. now. You can't have people in this bad situation like this. It's got to be better. So people got to do something. And your job is going to be go out there and make the world better by doing what you can, which is you could vote or you could. <laughs> now, Tristan, I know you Parody. want. I know Parody. that you actually want like. <laughs> To include something like that, but I really don't think that we should be including a "let's message" in our in our podcast. So maybe that part where I was explaining you could cut it out—that's a good stinger. But let's not actually have you know the podcast endorsing people going out and. We're in enough trouble as it is.
I'll think about think it. Think of a cool way to do it without uh, making me liable. <laughs> that was satire. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't trust your interpretation of the law well enough to say that was satire. I, I think maybe we just cut it. <laughs> what we are asking people to do is suplex Cuomo. Okay, don't... Very firm, don't... I don't endorse I don't endorse any violent action staged or otherwise to be performed on any human being and I want that very clear if you want to do a run-in on one of his dog shit daily updates and give him a suplex we are recording ourselves and I just want to make it very clear that I never at any point meant to engage with people who are going to listen to us and tell them to do these things I can't speak for Tristan Parody! Parody! Oh, I thought you were saying parody. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? Some slogan? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We demand parody. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's a great place to leave it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I wish probably should have left it a little earlier. You could just cut out like the last 10, 15 minutes. No, I'm not going to. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. So this has been What's NXT. I've been Tristan Marsh. I've been some guy. You don't need to know who I am. <laughs> You can contact me on Twitter. I'm at Enemy of Both. Yeah, I'm sure you can contact me too, but I don't remember what it was. It's something else. You can also email us at what's NXT pod at gmail.com. Tristan's the only one with access to that inbox. <laughs> I'm not Tristan. I'm Alec Bosch. You are not. You are not. You are absolutely not that person. Who well, I don't even know who that is. That could be anybody. <laughs> You don't have to worry about who it is. It's fine. It's a guy who's talking to you about wrestling, and that's all I'm talking about, is only wrestling. Anything else, Tristan has this great voice manipulation software, just wonderful stuff, really good audio editing abilities. Um, wonderful. You know, he can make me sound like I'm saying almost anything. No matter what he says, though, you should absolutely not... That's true. I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in I mean, that you either. You do. I don't believe in that either. And I never said anything like that. And I don't think I've ever said anything like that ever in my entire life. And I don't want to direct anybody to do it. It's very important. Tune in next month to find out. And I'm not, I'm not backpedaling. <laughs> I'm not backpedaling in a way to make it sound like I want you to do it. I just want you to... Okay, go away. Go away. Go away. Turn it off. Turn it off. It's done. You're done, you're done listening. Go listen to something else. Go listen to This American Life. What's next? What's NXT? said that who who even is this